op-ed in the New York Times, and it talks. It's this. Her her name is Chris. She doesn't want to give her last name because yeah. she says that her colleagues at work it wouldn't go well with them. She lives in Manhattan. Yeah. She's in her fifties. Secret she, Trump voter. That's right. She is. Uh, yeah. She's gay. She said her 401k went up with your dad, 19.6 percent. Gas prices yeah. uh, better than they were under Obama. She goes on to say that Obamacare was $560 a month for her, and she had lost her job, so she was priced out. She talks about crime in the yeah. neighborhood. She talks about Bill de Blasio and how he's uh, inept, uh, that the Russia, Trump, Russia thing, the Clinton's fingerprints are all over it. Um, she calls Joe Biden weak. Is this, but she doesn't want to use her last name. And there are a lot of people yeah. that might be voting for your dad that aren't admitting it. And, uh, and it was Brett Stevens, who's been a critic of, of your uh, dad, who wrote the editorial. So are you yeah. counting on this person, on the secret voter? Ainsley, that person's there. I'm telling you, I see it every day. The LGBT community, they are incredible. And you should see how they've come out in, in full force for my father every single day. I'm part of that community, and we love the man. And thank you for protecting our neighborhoods, and thank you for, for protecting our cities. Accountability is God's job. But it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job, too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Welcome to the Stu Peters Show. I'm Paul Harrell filling in for Stu. Um, I'm part of that community. That's odd. Anyway, you heard it there. Eric Trump says the LGBT community are incredible. Now, this isn't the first time the Trump campaign has pandered to the sodomite degenerates with the hope it will somehow secure more votes. See the log cabin Republicans as an example. Meanwhile, Christians are left out in the cold. And it's likely going to get worse. Last night, the people of Ohio voted to enshrine the right to an abortion in their state constitution by a margin of 55.7% to 44.3%, with 91% of the vote counted. Interestingly enough, Trump won the state of Ohio by a similar margin in 2020, 53.7 to 45.2. So this leads some to say uh, that this happened because it's an off-year election and turnout was very low. Others are saying that evangelicals stayed home, which, if true, is an utter embarrassment and shame. According to exit polls, a larger share of white evangelicals than Trump supporters voted for enshrining child sacrifice into the Ohio Constitution. And if that's true, then we need to open a millstone factory in the state of Ohio. Election results like these will only embolden President Trump, like when he threw pro-lifers under the bus a couple of months ago. His advisors will tell him, you can't win on this issue. And so we can look forward to more capitulation as diehard pro-lifers are told to tone it down. We can't win elections unless we allow child sacrifice. And this is where we must hold firm. We must put our trust in God, for he sees all things. Abortion is murder. We need to say that. Murder is wrong. We can say that. And women should not have the right to murder their children. If those words lose us elections, then so be it. Likewise, if standing against the LGBTQ rainbow Gestapo, and sodomy, if standing against that loses elections, then so be it. If Trump gets back into the White House, but we still have this pluralistic paganism that has ruined this country with sodomy, baby murder, and transing kids, what is the point of a Trump presidency exactly? 
Tim Maskler is for, is a former Hollywood writer who has been involved with uh, election integrity efforts after the stolen 2020 election. He now works in Christian films and media projects, and he joins us now. Tim Maskler, thank you so much for being with us. Welcome to the Stu Peter Show, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So what do you make of this? First of all, that clip at the very top of the, um, of the monologue there, at the top of this clip, uh, Eric Trump said that he was part of the community. The community he's referencing was the LGBTQ community, which by the way, they would never say that they would never say that the that that Christians are a community. That's that, the word community is such a positive word, isn't it? Anyway, what what were your thoughts about Eric Trump's statement there? Well, it's what I'm thinking of course as I see that is is it uh, the kind of caving to the culture uh, within the Trump group, it runs deep in the family, just as, the way, as it runs deep in the Republican Party. Uh, there's a uh, Ronald McDaniel uh, promoted and, and established a RNC gay pride coalition. Uh, and so it runs very deep. Uh, even I don't know whether it was a slip of the tongue. He says, I'm part of that community. I don't know. But uh, that's neither here nor there. The fact is that they're all in the Trump family including Melania. Uh, they've had two, they've hosted two galas at the Mar-a-Lago resort for this log cabin Republicans. And uh, President Trump at one of them in 2022 said, we're fighting hard for the gay community. We're fighting and we're fighting hard. And in 2020, the same group with the same group at Mar-a-Lago, he said, uh, there's been no better spokesman for the people in this room, not only the people in this room, but the people in the nation than Rick Grinnell, my op openly homosexual um, cabinet member. So yeah. it's it's very deep. It's very deep in the in in the in the Trump group. So do they think that this is going to win them elections being for, you know, gays and, and recruiting gays to vote Republican? I mean, is that really is that really their plan there? I think so. Yeah, I, I think that. What's happening with President Trump? At first, we we thought we were getting somewhere. Uh, we, a prominent GOP leader uh, that's working with us was was going to meet with him on this. We gathered letters of support or letters of protest, really, from Christians around the country, uh, and he was willing to uh, meet not meet with him, but at least meet on the phone. He did meet on the phone with our our GOP guy, um, and said, "What do you want me to do?" And we said, "You know." Stop uh, basically uh, promoting this special interest group and reconsider your alliance. He said, I'll do that. He hasn't done that. And ultimately, we reached out to the, to the campaign and they said, President Trump will no longer listen on this topic. So, you know, we're, we're back to square one, basically, on that. Um, and it's unfortunate because in many, many ways, of course, because, as you know, uh, you know, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the Word of God is true. Is true about yeah. homosexuality. So when you think about, you talk about the Sodomites. When you talk about Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed by fire, by sulfur and fire, and all the cities around them. Uh, that's kind of where our nation is headed, and that's where the danger is. And President Trump and his people are not really looking at. It. They're looking at the politics. You know, likewise, Romans chapter one in the New Testament talks about the descent of man. Uh, you know, exchanging natural relations for unnatural relations. We we know what it says. We know how the New Testament repeatedly condemns um, 
you know, homosexuality, sexual immorality. And, uh, you know, some people are now calling it some some su- supposed evangelical leaders, some supposed Christians are now calling those passages clobber passages. Uh, and I wonder what the mm. church, I wonder what the Christian, the true church in in, um, in Ohio is feeling right now. Uh, and, I, and, and I really do wonder, you know, some people, I've seen some on Twitter saying that if the evangelical uh, church were to, would have actually turned out, they would have easily defeated this measure in mm. Ohio to enshrine abortion. I, I, I honestly don't know. I do think that, you know, in order for Donald Trump to win, uh, you know, gay people, I, I don't know what they identify, I don't know what the percentage is now, but what is it? I mean, you know, four or five, five percent at the most, probably less. I do know he's got to have evangelical Christians turn out to vote if he's going to win in 2024. And, but yet he keeps making, he keeps doing, he not only does he continue hawking the vaccine, by the way, but he also keeps yeah. doing things like this and, and supporting, uh, you know, in supporting the LGBT mafia and trying to, you know, like, like somehow it's reasonable, like that, that we, we can oppose, we can, we can um, appeal to the reasonable people in the LGBTQ enclave. And Christians out there, we're sitting, we're left out here in the cold, and we're just thinking, wait a second, what, what, what is this even about? No, exactly, and and all the people that wrote letters reflect your sentiments exactly. They're they're they were shocked. They were shocked that President Trump is is so all in for this community, um, as much as they love him. And these, I mean, there's these letters that we we gathered are are you know full of love for him, but. You know, like one lady said, uh, I voted for you twice. Um, I hope I can vote for you again. So, you know, the GOP guy that was going to meet with President Trump, uh, that was his very first thing. Is that this is this is going to be hurt his base? But as but he this has been kept hidden. This has been kept hidden. So, and that's kind of his agenda. You know, keep it keep it keep it funny. Keep it hidden. And hopefully, uh, you know, they'll run out, go out. The evangelicals won't cave on him, but it's it's a risk uh, for him. That, that I think it's really a dumb move, honestly. But but uh, you know, more than that, we're looking at God's word, you know, and and the nation, you know, because the scripture says, you know, the wicked will return to hell, all nations that forget God. And so we're looking at not yeah. only the nation, but him and his family. So. Yeah, uh, we're hoping that we can awaken him on that. Yeah, absolutely. We want to. We, we want to be. We've talked about this. I've talked this many times. As I've had the privilege to guest host here on the Stu Peters uh, Network, we talk about the uh, in the idea of Christian nationalism. There, there's a debate right now being had on what exactly that term means. Obviously, the left. You know, Mike Johnson gets elected speaker, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he claims that you know he, he claims to be a Christian, and they immediately say, "Oh, he's a Christian nationalist because he actually." cited scripture in his speech you know and so and i've been trying to say that to everybody i've been saying look it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you you know have some nuanced opinion if you believe in jesus if you vote they're going to call you a christian nationalist or a christo fascist so the, the bottom line is we all have to unite and we have to stand up for the truth and we have to stand up for what's good and we have to exercise our right to vote assuming that it even matters anymore which is a whole nother can of worms that we don't have to get into now I'll give you the go ahead. I'll give you the last word, sir. No, well, um, yes, I, I basically agree with everything you said. We're uh, the reason we're hoping to awaken President Trump is he's a national leader and, and a, a prominent leader, and I think maybe he's he's hoping or I don't know he's banking on that uh, you know the evangelical community uh, will still turn out for him, but I think it's a risk, 
But the last word really is, you know, we're not trying to demonize homosexuals. We're reaching out to them and says, look, you're wrong, but Jesus loves you. There's a different way. We don't want them to be in bondage, we, but we just have to speak the truth and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. No, I completely agree. There are members right now, uh, you know, of, of the homosexual community right now, here I am using that word again, who are going to repent and they are going to, to turn to Christ. And so we do need to pray to that, uh, you know, to that end and to that effect. And so I, I really appreciate your perspective here, and I appreciate you bringing up what I know is a sensitive topic among some people that, you know, just think, look, hey, if we can just get Trump back in office, everything's going to be fine. That's not necessarily the case. Okay, words matter. What you advocate for matters, and this is a huge blind spot, apart, you know, with President Trump uh, and, the, and the Trump campaign. So I really appreciate it. Tim Masler, thank you so much for your time this evening. Thank you very much. Pleasure All right, folks. Here. More fallout with the trans manifesto and the leaking of that manifesto. We'll talk about that next. This is the Stu Peter Show. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth, and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out. The price of fertilizer is up 128%. Food processing plants are exploding. Herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great. Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable, available, ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com. If you are a man over 45 who's dealing with prostate problems, you're certainly not alone. It's a very common issue. But you need to know about this shockingly simple prostate shrinking candy chew hack that you can use to quickly reclaim control of your bladder. A simple morning candy chew hack that allows you to permanently end your prostate issues so you never again deal with humiliating or frustrating urges to go at the worst time. 
The hack takes only 60 seconds to use, by the way. Thousands of American men have already tried the hack, giving them back their freedom and peace of mind while allowing them to have an easy, high-volume flow every time they go pee. Go to flowforcemax.com slash stew. Find out more about the prostate-shrinking candy chew hack that has thrown the medical industry off the tracks, allowing men to fix their problems quickly and easily from the comfort of their homes. That's flowforcemax.com slash stew. You saw the few pages of the Trans Shooters Manifesto be leaked today. Now, we don't know why it wasn't released, you know, six months ago. Just kidding. We all know why because it went against the narrative. If the person who had done that was wearing a MAGA hat, it would have been out in three seconds. They'll protect what I would say per capita must be at this point the most radical, violent, growing faction of, you know, what's the transmission, 0.02% of the world, real, you know. Doing all these things and they'll protect them at all costs. But you know who's a domestic terrorist? You probably are, man. Have you been to a PTA meeting? <laughs> And welcome back to the Stu Peter Show. I'm Paul Harrell filling in for Stu. So the release of the Trans Nashville Shooters Manifesto appears to be more of a diary than a manifesto. According to reports, the writings we have so far are a mere fraction of what's out there. But at the root of this story is the misplaced outrage from the mainstream media and the Nashville Police Department who were hell-bent on keeping Audrey Hale's anti-white hatred hidden from the public. That's right, the anti-white bigotry that is brainwashing our children in public schools via critical race theory while the media clap like seals was so effective on Audrey Hale that she decided to murder children of her own race because she was convinced it was the moral and noble thing to do. This one fact terrifies the regime. The degenerate left has actually killed two birds with one stone here. The propaganda already convinced this white girl that she would have been better off born as a man or born in, she was born trapped in you know the wrong body and that she needed to trans herself by using testosterone and then like a loyal soldier of the pagan left she decides to attack a Christian school and murder white children all because she hates the color of her own skin apparently. And instead of this bombshell being the focus of the story the Nashville Police Department seems more outraged at the manifesto leaking than the fact that innocent children are dead because of the anti-white and anti-Christian bias that permeates the American academic and media landscape today. Police Chief John Drake said this, quote, I am greatly disturbed by today's unauthorized release of three pages of writings from the Covenant shooter. This police department is extremely serious about the investigation to identify the person responsible. He goes on, This action showed a total disregard for Covenant families, as well as the court system, which has control of the shooter's journals at the present time, due to litigation filed earlier this year. He goes on, It is now pending in the Davidson County Chancery Court and the Tennessee Court of Appeals. We are not at liberty to release the journals until the court rules. Our police department looks forward to the ultimate resolution of the litig litigation concerning the journals, end quote. So look, I don't know about you, but I'm not buying that. If these pages hadn't been leaked, the public would likely never have seen them. This has been a cover-up from the beginning. And Don Jr. is right. You heard him at the top of the show. Had this shooter been wearing a MAGA hat, we would have had the journals immediately. 
But as to, as to the police chief's court litigation claims, some say he's actually lying. No surprise there. Nick Soder posted this quote to X. Nashville Police Chief John Drake is blatantly lying to the people about the partial manifesto release. I'll debunk a few of those lies. Number one, when he says total disregard for covenant families. The covenant school family said in a court filing that the documents could be released after the school year ended on or after June 8th of 2023. Number two, we are not at liberty to release the journals until the courts rule. That's the police chief's claim. This is false, he writes. The counterparties in the litigation are literally suing for this information to be released. Nashville Police Department are the only ones preventing the release, as that is the only thing being demanded by the plaintiffs. The suit would be dropped if the documents were released. He goes on, number three, the lie covenant families have control of the journals. This is false, he writes. Metro Nashville Police have seized at least 20 journals from the shooter. So you have Metro Nashville Police... Uh, and the FBI, they have full authority, he goes on, of any writing, statements, or videos by the assailant. These are just more excuses to cover this up. Secondly, the families do not have control over the 20 journals, end quote. That's a pretty extensive tweet there, or X, or whatever they're calling it now. For more on this, we turn to Patrick Niels, who has been following this story closely and has been very active in Twitter spaces on this issue. Patrick Niels joins us now. Welcome to the Stu Peter Show, sir. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, so what's the latest on this? What's the latest fallout from the uh, the leaking of this uh, manifesto or diary? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. That The key issue right now that we're running into is uh, the national government and the national media want you to trust the experts. They want to take the information. They want to filter the information. They want to tell you what's really important. If you look back to the time that this information was first coming out a couple months ago, uh, National experts were telling national media organizations, don't worry about what's in these writings. This information is, it's just the ramblings of a confused individual. And then now we get this information, like just the first three pages. We don't have all the rest of it. We just get the first three pages. And we go, wait a minute. The judgment here of these experts seems to be completely in question. Either A, they are grossly negligent and they just didn't understand that this information needed to be distributed to the public. Or B, they have an intent to hide it. Either way, it's really harming to the national public because we trust these experts. We're, they're getting information we're not getting. And once that public trust arose from these experts, all of a sudden the floodgates open with theories and everything else. And so really what you're seeing right now is average America, there's two stories here. One is obviously the manifesto was a tragic event. It was horrifying. It has absolutely devastated America. But then there's the second story here too, which is that again, whether it be COVID, whether it be this scenario, the experts are proving that their judgment is not fulfilling the positions that we are trusting them to do. And as a result, a lot of Americans feel violated. They feel hurt that nobody wants this to happen. But more than that, they feel violated that the experts that are supposed to be here and lead this discussion, they're not being upfront with us. No, they're not being upfront with us. I mean, back when we originally knew that there were riding seas, you know, after in the wake of the tragedy, we, uh, you know, we heard from I believe law enforcement that said, oh, you know, some people dismissed it. It's just it's just ramblings. There's nothing coherent. No, that this is she was advocating a clear political ideology. I mean, you know, you don't have to go far, you know, in 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 a week's time to flip on the TV. Uh, and hear on the mainstream media something about, you know, white privilege 
or uh, you know, then you, you can even go down the, the the Marxist path when they say, well, these are rich kids that go to a private school. This this stuff is put out there. It's flooded academia, as we just mentioned, and uh, it's in our schools. It's in our public schools. It's you know, the media claps like seals. They promote it. I mean, they're real. There is a real anti-white, and you know, there have been a lot of mainstream media attempts to debunk this idea of the Great Replacement Theory or any mention that uh, white people are being intentionally discriminated against. I mean, you just look look at the uh, look at the commercials these days. I mean, and that that's uh, <laughs> that may be a little anecdotal, but uh, there there is certainly an effort out there to to squash any of that. And so when and you have this political ideology that's being parroted. She goes, she takes the innocent life of children, and to, that's what's obvious to me. They don't want that message to get out. I mean, here in a minute, we're going to have another guest on to talk about the FBI connection to all this. Feel free to speak to that. This is not really just the Nashville Police Department covering this up. We also have the FBI, who's, I mean, they've never been known to cover up evidence, have they? <laughs> yeah, it's so there is, two again, uh, two aspects to the way of looking at that, and the first one, uh, you've very expertly uh, laid out. But the other point that I want to, to to address on that is that this is really important. On the national scale, decisions are being made whether or not someone's Second Amendment's rights should be you know, withheld and or limited. Major national decisions are being made on these topics. And so when we get into this discussion, we also have to be asking the question, like, when we, what kind of information do we need to be determining whether or not that's the appropriate course of action? Because if you look in the journals, the, the three pages that were released on the schedule, it says very specifically, this stood out to me and it blew me away. She wrote in there, check for security before walking into the building. And so think about this. If we're trying to say that the issue is gun control and second amendment rights, if we had security officers in front of that building, this would have never happened. Mm -hmm. So that's where, like, when we're getting this information, this information helps lead the national discussion on what the appropriate course of action is to course correct. And so when the experts don't give us that information, we can make bad decisions that harm a lot of Americans that were not necessary. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. And we see this time and time again. A tragedy happens like this, and the left immediately goes to gun control. This was a little bit right. more nuanced, uh, a little bit more complicated, because it was a member of the LGBTQ enclave, the rainbow brown shirts, if you will, uh, the rainbow Gestapo, as I like to call them. It was a member of that community. And this was also in the wake, uh, you know, also in the wake of bills designed it passed in tennessee designed to protect children from the left's uh you know uh sexualization of children um so that that's all that was also a factor here and who knows what else is in those i mean we know that there are even more uh you know uh, uh notebooks is this is not just one diary here we have several Correct. of them and so who knows what else is out there and you know i i tend to think that not only uh was this an act of anti-white hatred. You know, she was fueled by anti-white hatred. But I also think you're eventually going to find, if this was fully released, I won't be surprised if there's also not, not only do I want to attack a private school, I want to attack a Christian private school uh, because of their values being reflected in public life, specifically in legislation that was just passed by the Tennessee legislature. Yeah, we don't know everything that's out there. Uh, what we know, the police department put out uh, evidence that there were 20 journals collected. 
Uh, but one thing that we do know from a release of these specific images is if you, again, looking at the schedule, it wrote, she wrote in there that she's gonna be recording her final video. So at the very least, we know there's a video, but if you say final video, then that makes the assumption that there are other videos. Mm -hmm. And so where are those videos? Where is that information? And uh, almost certainly when you go through that list of talking about, uh, she says in 2021, I was almost caught. That brings up two really powerful uh, questions. Number one, does that mean she's been planning this since 2021? And number two, why did nobody catch this since back in 2021? Yeah. And so then you go, what was the DOJ focusing on in 2021? What was our current administration putting all of their resources in in 2021? They were going after January 6th political protesters. They were going and trying to arrest every single person that went to this rally and try to demonize them. Meanwhile, there's literally a school shooting being planned and this individual admitted themselves that they almost got caught. If J6, if they hadn't weaponized the DOJ to go after J6, you know there would have been resources available to look into this. You know, that's a great point. We're going to be talking later in the show. We're going to be talking with uh, FBI, former FBI agent turned whistleblower Steve Friend will be on the program to talk more about the manifesto, but specifically the FBI's role in all of this. Uh, but you're exactly right. They were focused on J6. And then at you know, the top of, the, uh, of this clip or of this segment, we heard Don Jr. say, uh, you know, mentioned that it's, it's uh, you know, if he had a MAGA hat on, we would have had the manifesto immediately. But then he says, but we're the threat. He points out and says, you're the, you know, we're the real threat. Uh, the FBI not only, you know, diverting resources for the January 6th witch hunt to support the Uniparty's version of the Reichstag fire that happened on January 6th, 2020, you know, they're also wanting us to believe that uh, that white Christians are the biggest national security threat that we face, right? That is the FBI's, that's their political uh, mantra. That's their goal. That's that's what they have been tasked with doing. Now, we now know this. We now they're in, infiltrating Christian churches. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to entrap those types of, uh, of people. And a Christian school getting shot up by a non-Christian who happens to be trans, who's hopped up on testosterone, uh, that maybe shows that chopping your genitals off or going through the transition is actually not good health care. It's actually not good for a person. That completely goes against the narrative, the political narrative, the political mandate that they've been given from the Biden administration or whoever's controlling them, that this story getting out completely destroys that. And so that's why they've engaged in this, in this cover-up. Um, did you, when I, uh, the, the, the tweet that I quoted earlier, Patrick, uh, essentially exposing all of the Nashville Police Department's lies they've told over the last few days in the wake of this manifesto. Do you agree with that sentiment, that in court documents it's obvious that the family was okay with the release of, uh, of, of these documents at the end of the school year, which would have been in June of this year, and yet the police department is saying that this is, a, this is hurting the families of, uh, of, of Covenant? Obviously, we want to be sensitive. We know I don't know what it's I can't imagine what it's like to, to lose a child, especially to such tragic, tragic circumstances. But the idea that we don't have a right to know the motivations of this shooter, when you could have other trans people that uh, do the same thing later um, in the future, we need to know what the motivations were. And if they're anti-white and if they're anti-Christian, which we, we don't specifically know yet, although I suspect it's pretty obvious, uh, we need to be start, We need to get this stuff out of our schools. The media needs to be held responsible for constantly promoting all of this uh, racism. Quite frankly, 
Yeah, so first of all, I want to say I'm very grateful for Elon Musk for opening up the Twitter platform for people to be able to speak freely. That was not the case a couple of years ago. I'm also very proud of uh, individual journalists like Nick Sorter who are out there, you know, literally putting his life on the line, going to some very dangerous uh, environments to try to make sure that the, that the public interest and the public media are held, held accountable. Because what you're seeing is, and examples like Nick, He's doing the job of what the media should be doing. Like the entire point, it's not the media's job to convey what the experts say to the public. That's the government's job. The media's job is to challenge the government and find out are there problems, are there holes in the logic, is there information that the government is not providing. Nick is doing that and he's doing an absolutely incredible job when he goes and he says, listen, these are the narratives that are being spun and then here's the truth. That is what our media needs to be doing. And when our media is not doing that, then you get to this point where, oh, man, now we can't trust the media. And if you mm. can't trust the media, well, that further builds that divide. Yeah, to your point, the media in the past, I, I have heard reports that two officers are now going to be fired. I'm presuming that they think right. that those are the leakers. Those are the people that leak. In the, you know, the media should be you know, heralding these guys as heroes. You know, but they're not they're willing. Why would you be willing to to uh, risk your job to get information to the press? You know, in days past, the media would have stood up for sources that put their jobs on the line. But because he gave it to Stephen Crowder, I, I guess, you know, I guess uh, they're not going to do that anymore. I mean, it just really goes to show how sick it is, how twisted it is. They do everything they possibly can to back the government narrative. The media, the mainstream media, the local press, they want to enforce whatever they're told to enforce by the government. They do not care at all to speak truth to power to the government. So you're exactly right. Patrick Niels, I'll give you the last word, sir. And is it true that those officers have been fired or are they just supposed to be fired? So I don't want to speak to whether or not it's true. I have heard those reports, but I want to make sure that I speak to the things that I know. The things that I know for certain are is when we had the Supreme Court talking about abortion and their decisions and those documents were leaked, I did not see anyone in the public media coming out with the outrage of those documents being leaked like they are doing in this scenario. So what we're seeing now, we know that there's a two-tier DOJ justice system. What we're seeing now is there's also a two-tier system with journalism and presenting the information that America needs to have. And we cannot have that if we want to have a unified country. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, Patrick Niels, where can people follow you on Twitter or on X? What's your handle? Absolutely. It's Patrick, Patrick Nealis on X, uh, Patrick underscore Nealis, and I definitely appreciate uh, any support. All right. Thank you so much, sir. We really appreciate it. Folks, this is The Stu Peter Show. We'll be back here in just a moment. Everybody knows that eating fruits and vegetables is really important. If you don't want to be a fat, obese slob, if you want to have the energy that you need, get the antioxidants and the minerals that you need, yeah, fruits and vegetables. Any good doctor will tell you six cups of each every single day. Who in the hell has time for that? Cut up six heads of broccoli or cauliflower. What do I eat? Brussels sprouts, cucumbers. What are the best for me? How about the sugars and the fruits? Do these have the antioxidants and all the properties that I need, or are they just overloading me with sugar? This is why I use Field of Greens. Go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code STU. One scoop, all your fruits and vegetables, six cups, every single day of fruits and vegetables. It's organic stuff. It's real stuff. It's not some fake mRNA crap from China. It's not going to hurt you. Fieldofgreens.com. What I noticed right away, how clear my skin got within a week, almost immediately felt the energy boost. The energy boost is awesome. 
You get up in the morning, you take your Field of Greens, you know that all the rest of the day you're taken care of. Go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code STU again. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code STU. We'll be right back. I'm going to fill this box here and I'm going to try to replicate the indoor environment that most people face anywhere in the world today. The more energy efficient that we become, the more airtight that we make our houses, the more toxic it is for our environment. Our technology is vibrating the air at a rate of speed. Anything that is 0.001 microns or larger does not stand a chance in the presence of not only photocatalytic oxidation, but needlepoint negative ionization. We're sending out an ion wave that is going through walls, doors, floors, carpets, paddings, draperies, and it's synergistically vibrating the air and it's gonna drop it down to the ground as a biologically inert substance. Now this is where you're going to come in. You can mop this matter, you can vacuum it, you can sweep it, but our technology is gonna make sure that you're not continuously breathing this in. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter. Now, crazy enough, the reason that it was banned is because that holster, Vanish Holster, enhances the concealment of a weapon better than just about any other holster on the market. And even better, it works with 99% of all semi-auto handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. It carries two fully loaded magazines. Best of all, using my link, you get it for $40 off. So lock in your special pricing right now. Go to Vanish.com slash Stu. Again, that's VNSH.com slash Stu. Again, VNSH.com slash Stu.
and welcome back uh, to the Stu Peters Show. So, what you just saw there is so enraging, quite frankly. Back when the trans shooter walked into the Covenant School with the goal, we now know, of murdering white children because they were white and went to a private school, the media and left wanted to make the story about gun control instead of mental health. No surprise there. They were also desperate to downplay the fact that a trans girl had just lashed out and murdered Christians in the wake of recent Tennessee laws designed to protect children from the left's woke sex religion. They were so worried about this that in the immediate aftermath of the mass shooting where Christians died at the hands of a trans freak show, President Biden said, quote, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, end quote. You see, Biden or whoever is controlling him like a puppet does not want the average American to see the truth. The media and academia are creating trans radicals to wage war against whites and Christians. To do this more effectively, they need more soft targets like you just saw. People full, uh, these, these soft targets are, are full of people who are defenseless. That means in the wake of mass shootings, they must downplay mental health being the cause, and instead focus on disarming the general public. Now, in our last segment, we focused mostly on the feckless Nashville Police Department and their efforts to cover up the manifesto release. However, the FBI's involvement in this apparent cover-up needs to be exposed as well. In fact, and I'm sure it's, it's so surprising to this audience, this would not be the first time the FBI has covered up facts about a crime that make the regime look bad or go against the prevailing political propaganda of the day. In this case, the propaganda goes something like this. Chopping your genitals off is health care. Steve Friend is a former FBI agent turned whistleblower, and he joins us now to share more. Steve, welcome back to the Stu Peter Show, sir. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so... What, what are your thoughts on this? We have uh, several things going on here. Obviously, the manifesto, at least part of it, is out. It's really more like a diary. I believe there's 20-something books they've recovered or uh, journals they've recovered. Um, the Nashville police seem to be more upset at the fact that the journals uh, were released or leaked rather than what they actually contain inside them, which is a political ideology. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I share your sentiment on this. It was 224 days since the incident happened before the leak happened. And this is a leak. This is not through any sort of official channel. So there's obviously a willful in intent to keep this information from the public eyes. And the few pages that we did get, I wouldn't really characterize it as a full-on manifesto. That would be something like a Ted Kaczynski book that you could read for, for days and days and find out what was going on inside his head. This was more of, a, of an ops plan for somebody who had really gone through the recon and planned this out down to the minute. And the fact that she was expressing in there her animosity towards white Christians, uh, to me, indicates that the fact that the, the government now has officially declared war on certain segments of the population who do not submit to the new secular religion where we wa we worship at the altar of our government. And that's exactly right. Um, I, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that, the secular government. We're, we're actually going to talk about that later in the program. Uh, we're obviously seeing the fruits of that right now, this, this constant, the secular pluralism. Just people are absolutely obsessed, uh, obsessed with it. Uh, you know, as as we saw uh, the people of Ohio enshrine in, in, in child sacrifice uh, in their constitution uh, last night uh, via the election. And we'll get to that here in, in just a moment. Um, so talk about, I mean, in the wake of all of this, the focus was 
we don't want trans people. It was almost like what happened in 9-11. Uh, you know, we had, I'd never heard of Islamophobia. Of course, I was in high school when 9-11 happened. But, you know, there was all this talk of Islamophobia after, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, allegedly people from Saudi Arabia fly, you know, planes into buildings and that sort of thing. Um, and that's what, all we heard about. Well, we don't want to go too far. We don't want to overcorrect too far and now hate all Muslims. Um, and so now that's what we're seeing. We have LGBTQ person. Uh, we're told that they are, you know, the salt of the earth. We're told that they are the, the heart of America is what Joe Biden says. And I'm paraphrasing. And so we don't want you to think that all trans people that are hopped up on testosterone are ready to, to go into Christian schools and murder children. You know, it sort of reminds me, I believe it's Norm MacDonald had that joke about a September 11th. The shame of September 11th was all the Islamophobia that we were supposed to be seeing in mass. And, and that has now come to bear uh, both with, uh, with, with Muslim Americans and now with uh, members of the gay and transgender community here where they are the protected class. And you contrast that with a few weeks ago, Newsweek broke this story. It wasn't new if you were inside the FBI. It's been a couple of years in coming. Uh, this new acronym that we're evolving our domestic terrorism target list to, and that's the agave, the anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremists. And if you read through some of the literature that the FBI and the Homeland Security have put out over the last few years, they define those as people who have a perceived, uh, they, they perceive the, the government might have some overreach or some negligence or some legitimacy issues. So essentially, if you have a problem with COVID mandates or an out of control Southern border, or you might have questions about vast, vast mail-in balloting that might have ended the election differently than, than most of us projected it was going to be in 2020. That now gets you in the crosshairs of a domestic terrorist investigation, whereas this girl can voice and, and vocalize critical race theory concepts that are being taught to our youth around the country, and she is, is escaping any sort of spotlight. Yeah, and, and, and to say that is the goal. That was the goal, in my opinion. I mean, here, here we are. You know, the, the goal was... Uh, in my opinion, exactly what what has happened. Um, you know, you you literally are convincing people they they success the propaganda works so well that they convinced a white person to hate other white people just because they're white. Uh, at least that's what the that's what is apparent in in these uh, in these writings. You know, the Nashville Police Department or the Nashville uh, who, whoever it was that said, oh, there's nothing, no big deal here. This is just the rantings of a crazy person. No, this was a clear political ideology. I, I just said this earlier. And it she got it from somewhere. The media promotes it constantly. And then when we figure it out and we start saying something about it, you might hear it, well, the great, great, great replacement theory or something like that. Then you have the media and, uh, you know, Rolling Stone and others, they write, articles about how it's a myth and how it's based in, in white supremacy and racism. And yet here we go. The FBI has every reason to squash this. They have been given a political narrative, a charter, a, a mission, in my opinion. Uh, and, and you, you put the nail, you, you nailed it. Um, it basically revolves around promoting the idea that if you're white, if you're conservative, and if you're conservative, you're going to want limited government. You're going to have a problem with government overreach. That's now the focus of terrorism in America. That's the biggest threat. And quite frankly, it's just a mischaracterization. I mean, you could make the argument it is a great threat to them politically because we're articulating ideas and we're saying, hey, look, this is wrong. What the government is doing is, is wrong. And now we are all of a sudden the domestic terror threats 
and yet we're not going to release a manifesto that totally proves that theory wrong. Perhaps white Americans are not the greatest national security threat. Maybe it's girls hopped up on testosterone who've been convinced they need to change their sex. Yeah, and the fact that we're not addressing mental illness here uh, writ large as a society. This, this girl obviously had problems between the ears. She believed that she could change her gender despite genetics and biology. And along the way, nobody stood in the gap to and, and say, look, you have some problems. Let's fix it. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for all of us. Instead, they patted her on their head and they let her utter her talking points along the way and then just pass it along. And that's just unacceptable as a society. And from a law enforcement perspective, the fact that this sort of trans and, and gay agenda has now infiltrated into the FBI, as I saw firsthand a couple of years ago, they had mandatory training that they were intended to do where they were teaching the employees that they needed to use proper pronouns and treat somebody who was transitioning their gender like they were going through a pregnancy. This is all the way throughout our government, and, and it has to be eradicated for us to course correct. That's insane. And you know, we've never done that with any with any anybody else training law enforcement. If you break the law, you know, the law enforcement goes after you. You get arrested or whatever. There's no concern for how you feel. How do you feel? You've been arrested now. How, how do you feel? Did I respect your pronouns? I mean, this is this is just absolutely ridiculous. Now, you you've been you know, you were in the FBI. You were in law enforcement. And we know your story. I know Stu's covered it uh, extensively about, you know, you've seen what they did after January 6th, which I affectionately call the Uniparty's Reichstag fire, uh, but they were going after. We just had a guest on who said that in 2021, they referenced the fact that Audrey Hale writes in her journal that she almost got caught in 2021. And if you go back and look at what the government's priority was, the FBI's priority was in 2021, it was going after J6 protesters. Uh, and so the argument is made, well, what what actually did she mean by that? She almost got caught? We need more information about that. Was this a law enforcement failure yet again? Was Audrey Hale somehow on their radar yet again? Is that what we're going to find out when all of this is revealed? Yeah, I think that that's why we have to have this information. The, the fact that the Nashville Police Department, or perhaps under pressure from the federal government or the state of Tennessee, has withheld this information for so long, and they keep saying, well, this is being adjudicated, this is being investigated. There's no expectation of privacy from, from this woman. She's dead. There's not a criminal investigation, unless they were trying to rule out maybe co-conspirators. But after over 200 days, you would think that they have done their due diligence at this point. And this was vital information. That school, that Covenant Christian School, has armed security presently now because of the fact that they had failures and it was a soft target. The, the fact that this ops plan could be proliferated around the country means that we could harden our schools because th these are the weak points that this individual looked for. That's proper information to share. That's why you carry out the investigation, even though this woman is dead because it has that, that vital information that you need to share with the American public. No, absolutely. I'm glad that you said that. This is vital information, you know, and I know there's a lot of, you know, stuff out there about how, well, this is bad for the, the, the families that lost children and everything else. Um, the, the public need here is great because, and again, the way I read this journal or manifesto or whatever you want to call it, she is parroting political talking points that you get from the mainstream media, from critical race theory, and everything else. And so I think we need it from that standpoint. Like, these political philosophies are not just harmless. The, uh, the LGBTQ agenda to trans our kids are not just harmless. It's not just something that, you know, can happen. When you give a woman 
and encourage a woman to get testosterone, a hormone that their body is not prepared to process the way a man's is, I mean, it makes them even more, even more, uh, you know, potentially violent. And, and, and we're also talking about suicide rates among the LGBTQ. Um, that's an act of violence, okay? They are higher among trans people, okay? And if you're willing to commit an act of violence on yourself, which is suicide, statistics show that you're more willing to commit violence against other people, okay? These are, these are basic facts. And, and so um, that's another reason why you have to really dive into, well, okay, how did this person come to the conclusions that she came to? That's another, not just for the operation security of schools, but I, I want to know the political ideology that she accepted. I want to know as much of it as we possibly can so that we can then stop teaching kids to do this. Because I think this was something that was indoctrination. This was provoked via indoctrination uh, more so than anything else. I'll give you the last word, sir. Yeah, I, I think that we need to highlight the fact that she might have been under some sort of chemical imbalance where she was receiving this testosterone at the age of 28. Her ramblings sound like an angry 15-year-old boy. Mm. Now, at the advantage of being a 15-year-old boy and going through that, and we both have, is there are guardrails set up. There's a, hopefully a dad in the home or there's other guys that can check you when you're feeling angry at nothing in particular. This was a woman who was 28. There was nobody obviously there to, to serve as a guardrail, and she had the buying power of somebody in their latter 20s, which was all set up for this to, to go out of control. So if indeed she was under any sort of testosterone treatment, that's something that should be shared again because it's a cautionary tale to anybody who's willing to inject that in their body. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Steve Friend, we really appreciate it, sir. It's always great to have you on the program. Thank you. All right, folks, the Stu Peter Show rolls on. Don't go anywhere. Back here in just a moment. So I've got some thrilling news to share with you. The Bioptimizer's Black Friday mega sale is in full swing. And guess what? It's not just a one-day thing. It's happening throughout the entire month of November. Now, you already know that I have unwavering trust in Bioptimizers. These guys are the real deal when it comes to improving digestion. And let's not forget about their top-of-the-line magnesium. It's truly the best on the market. Plus, they back up their products with a rock-solid 365-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. You won't find a better Black Friday deal anywhere else, and not even on the mighty Amazon. Biggest discount that you can get and amazing gifts with purchase are available only on my page, buyoptimizers.com slash Peters with a code Peters. We all have those never-ending Black Friday wish lists, but this year, I challenge you to put your health at the top of that list. Why wait? Choose health over unnecessary things this Black Friday. Head over to bioptimizers.com slash Stu Peters. Use promo code Stu Peters at checkout. Remember, it's bioptimizers.com slash Stu Peters with code Stu Peters at checkout. What does the federal government do with your tax dollars? They waste billions in Ukraine. They give over $2,000 a month to illegal aliens invading our country. They murder scores of Americans with the corona hoax bioweapon jabs. They cheat in the elections and take away your voice. And when you complain about it, like the peaceful protests on January 6th, they put you in prison, torture you, and make up phony indictments against you. The enemy wants you to be a powerless slave that shuts up and does as you are told. 
But there is a way out of this tyranny. Freedom Law School has been teaching Americans for over 27 years that no law requires 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. None of their students who have stopped paying have gone to prison or had their bank account and property stolen by the IRS. Go to freedomlawschool.org today to take five steps to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery. Totally free to set you free. Go to freedomlawschool.org today. If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS 60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. That's because Big Pharma is evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is and they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects, and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano-antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS60. It's also backed by a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvitalc.com slash stew. Also, use the coupon code Stu Peters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew.